Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And we have another listener request, everybody. And this one comes from Beth, who is a huge fan of the show and has also been to several of the locations that we have already talked about. Yeah, that's right. And she included a really nice email, including her personal experience at this location. So we're excited to cover it. It sounds haunted AF, Lindsay. I mean, (laughs) when they redid the roof on this place in the early 1900s, there was like 400 bullet holes. So that's just kind of a sneak peek at the type of crazy stuff that has happened here. This is your haunted holiday at the St. James Hotel in Cimarron, New Mexico. All right, so this place, Lindsay, was built by a man named Henry Lambert. And an interesting fact about him is he was actually the personal chef to Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's so interesting. What Was yeah. he like in the White House with Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. And okay. in fact, um, the reason he went to Cimarron, New Mexico is because Abe Lincoln got assassinated and they decided to go, you know, so start some new adventure for their family. They were looking for gold because this is back in the time, this is in 1872 that it was initially built when people were going to the West looking for gold and that kind of thing. Originally, it was built and it was named Lambert Saloon. So it wasn't even, you know, a hotel yet at this point, but it was super, super popular. They eventually built onto it, created rooms, that kind of thing. Now, to give you an idea, like this truly is like the wild, wild west. There is no law and order here in Cimarron, New Mexico, okay? (laughs) And people were going there for gold, and it was also the main pull was that it was on the Santa Fe Trail while people were kind of on their way out west kind of thing, right? So there was tons of people that stayed at this hotel, including Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday. One that is really interesting. Oh, Buffalo Bill Cody and Annie Oakley actually met at this hotel and saloon. And they're the ones that put together that really famous Wild West show from back Mm -hmm. in the day. And they would actually, they started doing rehearsals there at one point. Billy the Kid's been there. But this was a rough place, okay? One of the sayings that they said regularly that was known in this town was, who was killed at Lambert's last night? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, it's hilarious now, but I'm sure back then it was kind of scary. I love the fact that all these historical figures have been there. That's just such a cool thing. It really is neat. And it was also known for being this rough place, in particular in the saloon section you know there would be people that would go hang out at the saloon they'd have too much to drink everybody has guns these things don't tend to mix well sometimes sounds like a terrible combo it does (laughs) and you know people would end up dead there was also you know poker games here regularly that kind of thing and they say that at least 26 people have been murdered just in the hotel primarily probably the saloon area. 
Wow. That's crazy. I mean, you can't say that about most places. No, no, you can't. Now, one of the more famous documented murders was a man named Thomas James Wright, also known as TJ is what they would call him. And he was in a poker game and there's a poker room that still exists in this hotel where this poker game took place. And he actually won the rights to the hotel from the owner, Henry Lambert, during this poker game. So as he left, he was going down to his room and right outside of his room, we don't know who, but somebody shot him in the back. He then proceeded to crawl into the room that he was staying in and then ended up bleeding to death in there. Wow. So to me, it sounds like Lambert has a bit of a motive. I would agree with you. I mean, if I suspected anybody, I would think maybe the guy that you just won the hotel from, but nobody knows to this day who ended up shooting him. But that is one of the more famous, but there's a lot of other ones. I talked about how when they redid the roof, there was 400 bullet holes in it. Above the saloon in particular, there was actually a lot there, but they left 22 in the ceiling of the saloon area mm-hmm. just to kind of, it's kind of like a cool historic thing you can see all these real bullet holes that were shot through this the ceiling there and they're still there today but one thing that i i was just dumbfounded by apparently there is a room that is above the saloon and so i thought well why on earth Like, how could anybody stay there if they're shooting in the air all the time Mm -hmm. in this saloon? Apparently, there's, like, double, like, thick plywood up there in the ceiling that kept the bullets from entering the room so nobody died from that. Like, I wouldn't stay in that room. Like, you couldn't pay me to stay in that room. No, I wouldn't trust it. Get out of here with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... No offense, but like 1800s technology, nah, I don't trust it. <laughs> no, you're taking a risk if you're just relying on some double thick plywood above a ceiling um, to block you from bullets being shot at you. So that would be a no for me. Eventually, you know, railroads came into the picture and that's when that Santa Fe trail died down and the city of Cimarron, New Mexico just kind of ended up like fading quite a bit. It used to be a pretty large town and stop along that trail. But now the St. James Hotel, what is it, what it's named today is probably one of the bigger businesses in the city, if not the biggest. So if you go here, this is really the primary attraction, unless you want to drive a little ways um, to get to some other areas. So because the Santa Fe Trail ended and the business died down, the same happened to the hotel, right? It passed hands several times. At certain points in history, it just was shut down altogether. At other points, it was open. But it was fully restored again in 1985 to what it is today. There is the restored historic section looks exactly like it did back in the day, I guess. There's not even like... TVs and that kind of thing. There is a newer section that they call like the annex and that has TVs and stuff like that there. 
But for me, although I've heard that there's some ghostly activity in the annex from time to time, probably going to pick that historic section of the hotel. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what we're there for. We're there for ghosts, and I feel like they're going to be where the original location was. So this place has a lot of, you know, the standard haunted hotel stuff, right? They have the smell of cigar smoke. There are cold spots. Items will fall off the the walls regularly, like picture frames and that kind of thing. They also say that electrical stuff will act weird, in particular at the front desk. Items that are up there, they just act funky, I guess. Lights will turn on by themselves. And of course, there's like the creepy feeling of being watched and that kind of thing. As well as, now this one's kind of interesting, screams that are sometimes heard in like random corners. Like there's been employees in a room like the lobby by themselves and all of a sudden hear like this scream yell out. And when they go to look in that spot, nobody is there. And that happens quite a bit here. The other thing that is quite unique that I heard about this place, some employees claim that the spirits will occasionally follow them home and mess with them. Okay, yeah, that's pretty scary. I wonder how far these ghosts are willing to go as far as following someone I know, out right? the door. <laughs> well, I mean, is that distance like a thing to them? Like, probably not. I don't Who know. Who the heck knows, right? Yeah, all we can do is guess. Yeah, I'll be like, okay, good luck finding us in, you know, Omaha, Nebraska. That's, that's my point, right? I don't want it following me back to Atlanta, right? I'm going to be like, don't come. I'm too far away, guys. Stay right where you are. Yes. Well, apparently, one of the employees I saw on a show, he was saying that, you know, it followed him home and he felt something like sit on his bed and start like poking at his feet. And it was like messing with him. So that's really, really creepy very strange now one of the rooms that is supposed to be haunted there's a couple of them room 17 they say is haunted by a woman named mary elizabeth she was actually henry lambert the original um, builder of the hotel's second wife she lived there a big chunk of her life she had children there for example and she actually ended up dying there in 1926 as well. So it would make sense that somebody like her would haunt this. In particular, room 17, you are going to smell rose-scented perfume, which I guess she was known for. The other thing that's weird is if you open the window of this room, apparently like an incessant tapping will start. And it is super annoying. It's just like tap, 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 tap. And it won't stop until you close the window. I would really like to go test that out and see what this is. Is it something outside, like a generator or like what could be causing that? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Or she clearly just doesn't like the window open. Yeah, yeah. A couple other ghosts that are in this place. There's one um, that is a small old man. And when I say small, apparently it's this person is like a little person i guess okay and they are very mischievous they like to play tricks they do things like they move stuff 
um, that they shouldn't be moving and putting them in odd locations around the hotel where people are like, there is no way that I put that there. Kind of like at the Bullock Hotel in our last episode, we were talking about a ghost that does something similar. But then this ghost will play tricks and he's often heard laughing as well. Ooh. I wonder what kind of laugh this is. Is this like a super creepy, like, wah laugh, or is it a giggle? <laughs> like, ha ha, I gotcha. I don't I'm, know. I'm not sure. Not positive. I mean, whatever it is, it's a ghost laugh. It's creepy. I'm sounds... not cool with either. <laughs> yes, it's true. It sounds very like poltergeist, like, right? Because even in our last episode, we talked about my mom's like slipper sock getting moved. It's like, why on earth would a ghost bother? to do that the only thing I can think of is just to kind of mix it up and kind of play a prank or, or whatnot right yeah I mean it's probably boring being there for over a hundred years stuck in you know eternity or whatever right right now there's also sightings of different cowboys throughout the hotel there's ghosts everywhere okay but the most haunted section in this hotel is room 18. And this is the room where TJ or Thomas James Wright was shot just outside of, crawled inside, and ended up bleeding to death in this room. They say that to this day, he occupies this room and he does not like to be disturbed. Apparently, he's kind of a jerk. And they actually lock this room off, Lindsay. It is padlocked shut. So nobody ever stays in this room. They won't let anybody in there usually. If you're super lucky, they might let you in. But apparently I've read online that it is super rare. Although Beth, who sent us the email, she was able to go investigate in this room a couple times when she was there. They allowed her to do that. So I would put in a word and ask if you go, if you can. But you do want to be careful because this spirit, I guess, is pretty mean. And they the other reason they say they lock it up, not only because he's mean, but apparently there are rumors and the staff talk about this, that people who have stayed in this room get mysteriously sick and die afterwards. Oh. Well, Beth, we're very happy you're healthy and well. Yes. We hope you are. <laughs> I mean, that's scary, right? I mean, it is scary. I mean, it's almost like cursed, right? Yeah. So that's creepy. But the other thing is it will get physical with you. Like it will physically push people to the ground. This TJ guy, they say that he will do this, especially if you taunt or mock him. He does not like that. Sometimes people will say things like, oh, that ghost isn't real in room 18, TJ, that's a phony. And they will get like pushed to the ground sometimes. There is actually a story um, that was an account from people working there that witnessed this, multiple witnesses of this woman who was just being kind of like rude, I guess, taunting this spirit out loud, like, I don't believe in you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And... She ended up, she was at the top of the stairs. She says she got picked up physically. She felt hands go under her arms, pick her up, and threw her over the banister of the staircase. 
she almost died. She like passed, she was passed out. She was unconscious at the bottom of these stairs. And when people approached her, they were like, oh my gosh, are you okay? What happened? She immediately, I guess, started apologizing and saying, I am so sorry, TJ. I believe that you're real now. Please don't hurt me. Like she had that immediate connection of this was the ghost that I've been taunting the whole Mm -hmm. time I've been here. That's, that's super scary to me. The idea of a ghost having the ability to physically harm. And like, I mean, I've said it a few episodes that that's something I have yet to experience. I don't know if I ever really want to experience being actually physically touched by a ghost. I mean, I could see like the tapping on the toes kind of thing that the worker experienced. I mean, that's less scary, but something like what this woman experienced terrifying not physically picked up and thrown no or even pushed i would be scared about that i don't know it's just something that um i don't think i really want to experience yes i would agree with you all right so let's talk about the rooms What's interesting is the website doesn't have the room rates. Like they literally want you to call them to book your experience there. So of course I did this and I had to pretend like I was interested in getting a room rather than try to explain why I would be calling them with these questions. (laughs) So I wasn't able to dig into like a ton of detail on, you know, how much would a suite go for that kind of thing. Although I feel like the rooms are pretty standard. Now, you definitely want to make sure that you are requesting a room on the historic side of the hotel. You cannot request room 18 because that's boarded up, but you could look for room 17 where there is supposed to be a lot of activity from the second wife of the original builder. The prices that they gave me were, it goes from $115 a night all the way to $200 a night, varying based on the type of room that you get, which I think is totally reasonable. This place, you know, when I originally was reading about it because it's in this small town, I was thinking, what is this place going to be like? It's it's restored to be original like it was in the 1800s. It actually looks really nice, like the lobby, the dining room, which is now the dining room, but what's once the saloon. So that's where you're going to want to go to look for those bullet holes and the original bar. But it does look pretty darn nice. I would be very happy to stay there. It looks comfortable. The decor in some of the rooms does look a little funky because you think about like the old wallpaper they would have Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. But it it looks very comfortable. And I think that price is, is reasonable. Yeah, I think 115 up to 200 is super reasonable. I don't know how nice their nicest room is, but you know, 200 even for their their nicest accommodation in that historic center space doesn't sound too terrible. Yeah, sounds sounds like a good deal. Okay, guys. So here we are in the part of the show where we read a review or a a listener email. And we're going to read Beth's email that she sent us because she sent us such good information and such a great experience that she had at this hotel. So we think this is a great time to share it to to you. So she starts out just saying, hey, Lisa and Lindsay, um, first of all, I have to tell you that I love your podcast. I'm a fellow paranormal enthusiast. And every time I plan a vacation, I always Google haunted places in the area and try to stay there if possible. 
So your show has given me a whole new list of places to explore and I can't wait. Um, she's not even really a podcast person, but she gets excited for episodes to come out each week. That is so awesome. I'm glad that we can inspire you to find some new places too. So going into this hotel, she says, however, the St. James Hotel Poker Room on the second floor down the hall from room 18 was the site of the coolest paranormal experience I've ever had in my years of investigating. I arrived at the hotel in the mid-afternoon to meet up with the paranormal team that evening. I ran into a friend who had arrived early. We had some time before um, we needed to meet up with the others, so we decided to do a little investigating of our own. We went to the poker room and I had my MEL meter. It's kind of like an EMF meter. Um, we were asking questions, trying to get some interaction with no responses for about 15 minutes. The EMF was at zero the entire time. There were cards and poker chips in the room, so we decided to start playing poker to see if that activity might attract some spirits. We started playing and we were just goofing around, not really trying to interact with anything at first. About 20 minutes in, Sean, said that he thought someone had just joined us because he apparently is a kind of a medium because he felt a cold spot brush by him. It was a warm afternoon. There was no AC or vents in the room. We started to get some small hits on the EMF detector. We decided to deal a third hand to our poker game. We ended up explaining to whoever might have joined us, any spirits, that we would help them play their hand. We would take turns picking up his hand and then asking him which cards he wanted to discard. He could respond using the EMF meter, making the number on the indicator go up for yes and down for no. We started playing, and I kid you not, we started getting responses when we asked questions about how he, we assumed it was a male spirit, wanted to play his cards. This activity went on for a good 30 minutes. We were actually playing poker with a ghost. There was even some time that Sean was trying to figure out how the spirit wanted to play. He kept saying no to Sean's suggestions. He finally got to a yes. It didn't make sense to Sean, but he played it, and the spirit ended up winning the hand, beating her three of a kind. I jokingly said, are you cheating? Can you see my cards? But then realized it was probably not the best idea to call a ghost. I didn't know a cheater. <laughs> so to go on, and I'm not going to read Beth's entire email, but to kind of wrap the story up, she says, we tried all weekend to recreate that experience, but we were never able to do it. The EMF never registered anything other than zero in that room afterwards. If I had not experienced it myself, I would not have even believed it. Greatest experience ever. And what an amazing story. I have to say, Beth, this is such a great recommendation for us. Um, she even sent a couple of pictures um, of her EMF meter in the hotel. What a cool story. I love that. I, I really do think that ghosts sometimes can interact through certain equipment like EMF or K2 meters. We've had experiences and I've, I know other people have, but what a cool thing to actually lose a poker hand to a ghost. I think it is amazing. And I love how she also included that, you know, they went back into that room. They never had anything like that happen. And the readings there were normal. There was nothing going on. So it wasn't anything electrical that was causing that. So I believe your story, Beth, and I think it's pretty, pretty darn neat. I agree. I also love the fact that they started playing poker and using the stuff that was already in the room to kind of make it feel like, you know, try to get the ghosts to interact with them a little bit. I thought that was a great idea. So if you guys go to this hotel, maybe take Beth's idea and try to do that yourself when you're in the poker room. I totally agree.
All right, Beth, thank you so much for the recommendation. If you guys are interested in um, sending us a recommendation or even just a ghost story, doesn't have to be a recommendation, we might read it on the air, please go ahead and send that to us. You can find us at yourhauntedholiday.com. There's a contact us link where you can click in and send it to us. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff to send us a message. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please send us a five-star review and uh, make a comment. Um, those, those reviews really mean a lot to us. We read them and it helps us generate more listeners. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. <laughs>